Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, you'll hear our year-end interview with Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson with a look back on 2021. Well, I can't believe, first off, that we're already looking at 2021 kind of in the rearview mirror. It it has been a a busy, busy year, um, particular from the perspective of CFA. And uh, I was just going through my notes to get a sense of what's gone on this past year. And it's been a lot. It's really been a lot. We, We did see, you know, in... Um, in late 2020, we saw that improvement in agri-stability, which was great, uh, and really happy to see some of the provinces kind of voluntarily increasing their compensation rates, so we're still pushing for that to happen nationwide. Um, we uh, obviously, uh, your, your core listeners experienced uh, a drought in a heat dome. Uh, we've seen what's going on in, in British Columbia, and now here in the CFIA uh, and uh, APHIS and, and the U.S. border being closed and how difficult that is. But uh, we, gosh, we had a snap election. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of discussions about the next policy framework. Um, we took part in COP26 uh, and co-hosted a panel um, talking about uh, food security and resilience and mitigating in a, in a changing climate. Um, mitigating risk, sorry, and uh, we've seen um, Bill C-208, which I thought I'd kind of forgotten about, and then I looked at my notes, and that was something that was really pretty exciting that came along, uh, driven predominantly by a small group of senators and very meaningful for for farms that are going into that intergenerational transfer here. Uh, because, you know, we, we did have that, that unfair uh, situation with income tax and how the sale of small businesses, farms, and fishing corporations were treated. And Bill C. Toyd addressed that, really leveling the playing field. So if I was to sell my farm to my children, they would be taxed just like if I sold it to you, Corey. And, and before C-208, the, the tax my children would face would be significantly more. So that was fantastic. Really, really pleased to see that. Um, the federal election, you know, certainly was a snap election and, and some kind of wonder why we went through it, but we did go through it nonetheless, and it did give us an opportunity to really hammer out some of our, our key messages and priorities, uh, just continuing to raise awareness and um, and hopefully have a, a government that recognizes, how we say, back to the Barton Report, some, some investing and, and removing obstacles and to think what we could do um, beyond the $142 billion in GDP we, we already bring to the table for the whole country. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Late season rains helped restore pastures across the province. Carson Callum is General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. Luckily, uh, in the you know, later summer months and into the into the fall, we did get some moisture allowed for some, you know, Pretty impressive regrowth on some of the, you know, damaged fields or even some of the hay, hay fields. So producers were able to have some extended grazing that, you know, did help in some way. But you know, we're not out of this, um, this drought yet until we get some, 
you know, significant snowfall or moisture over the winter here to fill up some, some fill up some of the dugouts that are pretty low and uh, we'll have to look forward into next year to see um, where we're sitting in, in the spring but yeah looking back the drought was pretty pretty huge impact and the president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is looking back on a busy year here's Mary Robinson in late 2020, we saw that improvement in agri-stability, which was great, and really happy to see some of the provinces kind of voluntarily increasing their compensation rates, so we're still pushing for that to happen nationwide. We uh, obviously, uh, your your core listeners experienced uh, a drought and a heat dome. Uh, we've seen what's going on in, in British Columbia. Robinson also highlighted Bill C-208 as another bright spot for the industry. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, December 31st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. Joining us now with a look back on 2021 and a look ahead to 2022 is CFA President Mary Robinson. We're looking forward to this next policy framework. Um, and hoping to see, you know, all Canadian producers having an equal, uh, having equal program eligibility across all programming areas. We know that, that some producers are, are locked out from, from programs. Uh, we want to see, uh, investments in ag at a level that reflects our increased scale and prominence. You know, we've not seen, um, this, these programs keeping up with inflation, let alone keeping up with the kind of growth that we see within, within the industry, and we're hoping to create formal structures, structures to support more evidence-based reporting and transparency. Um, so after that, uh, Hay West was on my list as something that uh, we started in 21 and we're really hoping is, is going to continue uh, well into 2022, or we're working on the funding for that. Uh, as of today, I think we've shipped about 5.5 million pounds of hay. Uh, which I know has been really well received by the people that have received it. Um, a rough breakdown for Western provinces would be uh, just under 50% of the total has gone to Saskatchewan, just under 20% has gone to Manitoba, and just a little more than 30% has gone to Alberta. So it's gone to about 76 farms, and our calculations are that that's just under 17,000 head of cattle that have been serviced by that five and a half million pounds. So um, beyond that, we're, <laughs> there's still time left in 2021, and there's still lots of, um, of issues that are urgent um, and uh, opportunities as well. So we'll continue to plug our way through 2021 and um, hit 2022 with gusto and uh, hope to continue to make improvements for farmers across this country. And um, CFA's uh, AGM, that's coming up uh, early in the new year as well? Yeah, uh, in late February. At this point in time, uh, we're hoping it's going to be an in-person meeting um, at the Delta in Ottawa. And obviously, we have to be kind of fluid in regard to COVID and uh, how it impacts our ability to travel. So um, we hope that it remains a, uh, an in-person meeting if it has to be scaled back, then we'll probably go to kind of a hybrid um, and hoping to have the full board there and, and uh, delegates um, uh, participate virtually. And, you know, obviously everybody's in the same boat with COVID. We, we have to um, 
adjust our our meetings and and our travel plans as as dictated to us by how successful we are in uh, containing this virus. I would like to highlight again um, do more ag and the work that they continue to do uh, to create awareness about mental health. Uh, super important, uh, especially this time of the year as we come into the, the darker period of, of the year, obviously, less sunlight, uh, a bunch of uncertainty for a lot of people. You know, look at our producers in BC, look at anybody that's got cattle that they don't have hay for. Um, you know, it, the, the list goes on about the hurt. Uh, for individual families and, and farmers. So uh, just uh, reinforce that Do More Ag is, has developed a wonderful resource online. If you Google Do More Ag, you'll see there are, are places to reach out and to find someone to talk to. I've used these services here in Prince Edward Island. I know we've, uh, our province has just made more investment in offering those programs here. Uh, it's important to recognize that these problems sometimes feel like they become insurmountable, but they're not. And you are more important than the problem. So for anybody that's uh, struggling, I just uh, encourage them to reach out. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Manitoba Agriculture is offering environmental farm plan workshops over the winter. These will take place online. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, reporter Barry Lamb chats with Deloraine Winchester Reeve Gord Weidenhammer about High Life wanting to build hog barns south of Deloraine. There is an open house coming in January 5th. We have an actual um, uh, pig barn proposed in our community by high life so uh or in our area i should say shouldn't say our community so it's uh um they've approached us they've uh found a couple spots or they're interested in the one area and, and uh so moving forward that you know the next step is that with the, the open house with the, with the public and uh all the regulations that have to be followed but uh you know that may be something that's moving forward is is a possibility and where's the municipality on that proposal at this point, Gord? I think as far as our municipality, um, the, the area they've they've um, they proposed, and uh, um, I, I, you know, I think we're we're willing to work with them if the public accepts it. I think we would be uh, on board. Um, the distance is right. The uh, you know they, they've advanced very much over the years so uh, it's it's basically up to the public and what we hear from the public now what sites are they considering whereabouts uh, from say Delorain itself one of the sites is uh, that is proposed is, is uh, approximately five miles south of Delorain and is that their typical four barns on that site is that they're looking at I think so there yeah it's it's to be uh a breeding barns but from my understanding so um, hopefully that's uh that's something that uh, you know. There's there, it'll be job opportunities for the area, and uh, you know maybe a little boost in the economy. So yeah, is that the only spot, or is there another one they're looking at as well? They 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 looked at two spots, but one that is the area was more favorable for water. So that's what uh, to drill wells on site. So 
Okay, so but they're just that one site south of town they're working at at this point, yeah. then. Okay. Um, have you had much feedback in town? Is there much discussion yet about it? or? We're right at the early stages. I think it was just advertised at the public open houses on the 5th, so it, you know, it's, it's out and about in the public's. That was Gord Weidenhammer, Delarain Winchester Reeve, chatting with reporter Barry Lamb about High Life wanting to build hog barns south of Delarain. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture says 2021 was a whirlwind of a year. Mary Robinson talked about one of the highlights. Bill C-208, which I thought I'd kind of forgotten about, and then I looked at my notes, and that was something that was really pretty exciting that came along. Uh, driven predominantly by a small group of senators and very meaningful for farms that are going into that intergenerational transfer here. We did have that that unfair uh, situation with income tax and how the sale of small businesses, farms, and fishing corporations were treated. And Bill C. Toy addressed that, really leveling the playing field. And the drought was a major impact for beef producers this year. Carson Callum is general manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. Last year, uh, everyone's aware of how challenging the drought was, and the impact uh, to the beef sector is pretty dire, especially in the middle of middle of summer when drought was kind of at its peak. So a lot of producers having to, you know, downsize their operations due to no feed options at all, and uh, it was so widespread it was tough to get feed into it. People might have thought it was a geographical area, but with it being from northwest Ontario all the way to BC, it was hard to get feed at that point. So a lot of folks had to just make that difficult but responsible decision. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.